Welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. Let me share our story with you. As I wrap up this message today, let me share a story with you. In 1986, I got a phone call from a brother who was ministering on the campus of the Evergreen State College. Is, is, is my projection not working at all now? They have to reboot it. Oh, okay. They had to reboot it? Okay. Thank you. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the Evergreen State College. It was kind of an offshoot from, um, it, was, it was founded in 1971. It was kind of an offshoot from the, the, the college in southeast Portland, um, Reed College. You familiar with Reed College? Well, this, this, will, this will give you an idea. They, they proudly on their website proclaim themselves to be a progressive college okay and uh, they would not allow a Christian club to be sanctioned on campus uh, we made multiple efforts but they wouldn't allow but, but this, this young man was one of the youth pastors in town and he was really reaching out to that campus and he gave me a call and he said I, 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 I have an interesting request for you I said what's that he said would you be willing to come and make a presentation in one of the science classes on healing through Christian prayer? And, and this was really interesting to me because about, uh, about six years before that, I'd been invited to, to uh, Clackamas Community College in Centralia to do a presentation in a science class there on a biblical perspective of surrogate parenting and, uh, uh, and homosexuality and, uh, and, and other forms of sexual behavior. And, um, and then with, with a 45-minute presentation with 45-minute question and answer to follow. It was really fun. It was a hoot with those kids. And uh, so I'm going, well, yeah, except there was a huge philosophical difference between Clackamas Community College and the Evergreen State College because Evergreen State College was openly progressive. It was openly socialist. I mean, just an anti, anti-Christian. Very strong anti-Christian. And I thought, wow, what an interesting thing. I said, well, yeah. He said, well, let's arrange a meeting with the two girls that's doing this. Well, when I met with those two girls, what I found out was in this, in this science class, they were doing a whole unit on uh, various forms of healing. 
and uh, students in, in teams of two were to select a particular form of healing, do research on it, and then invite a practitioner to come and make a presentation to the class. And there was one on acupuncture, uh, there was another one on channeling, and there was another one on herbology. Just go ahead and let your mind go free on that one because that's how open it was. And, uh, and there was, there, you know, and this one girl stood up and said, I'm going to do mine on healing through Christian prayer. And she was just being mocked in the class. And another girl across the class stood up and said, this isn't right. You shouldn't be mocking her. We're supposed to be open-minded and tolerant. And so she joined this girl as her partner. But that girl was not a Christian. The girl that originally stood up, she was a believer. And the other girl, not a Christian, joined with her to do this. And so we had this meeting, and I found out that I I would have 45 minutes to do my presentation. And I said, well, tell you what, here's what we're going to do. So that because of of the climate and the attitude, I'm only going to take 20 minutes to to present so that they they can't say that I came here and I was trying to to force Christianity on this university. And I said, uh, so I'll do do a 20-minute presentation. Then if if I feel like Holy Spirit really wants me to, then I will do a demonstration of, of healing through Christian prayer. Okay, okay. And so we, we met. Then we came back a couple of weeks later. Well, that, that first time I met this young lady that wasn't a Christian yet, I said, so, so why did you join this? She said, well, it just wasn't right. Their attitude was wrong. I said, well, what do you know about Jesus Christ and about Christianity? I don't know anything about Jesus Christ and Christianity. And, and the other girl said, well, I've got a Bible I can give you. She says, okay, I'll read it. And so I recommended she start reading in the Gospel of John. I shared just a very brief on, on, on what it means to be born again. And shared that with her. And we met a couple of weeks later. And, and I asked her, she says, yeah, I'm, it's very interesting. And I really, really, I, I really want to know more. And I said, well, you know what? You should take time and pray. Have you ever prayed? No, I've never prayed. And I said, just get on your knees and ask Jesus to make himself real to you. He said, okay. And so we met that morning. Well, I, I get there. And how many have been at, at college lecture halls? You know how they, they go up like this and everybody sits here and you're way down here, you know? And I, I, I get there early. And wouldn't you know it, I'm following the presentation on herbology. <laughs> That's exactly what it was like the whole time, you know, (laughs) laughing, carrying on. I thought, oh, great, what an atmosphere. And so they get done, and uh, they and those two girls, we we go down to to the lectern, and about the time we get down there, man, here comes one of my associates and some of our top intercessors, and they filled the whole top row, and I'm going, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you know, and, uh, and so <laughs> the girl that started this whole thing, she's the one that's going to introduce me, and the other girl is just going to kind of be a, a team member, so we're, we're sitting there, and this girl, this girl gets up, her opening statement is this, you're all a bunch of hypocrites, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, well, don't make them mad before I even get to make my presentation. 
I, I didn't tell you this, that just as she got up to open it through the side door, comes the president of the Evergreen State College and sits right there on the end seat on the front row. And I knew he was a backslidden Pentecostal boy. Grew up in a Pentecostal home. I knew his family. And he's sitting right there. And I'm going, oh my. And she gets up and she says, you all are a bunch of hypocrites. She says, you're a bunch of hypocrites because you talk about tolerance and you talk about being open-minded, but you're not tolerant or open-minded towards Christianity. And you all know me. You know me. I was the party animal of the college last year. Every weekend, going to the Kagers and smoking dope. You know me. And then she starts giving her testimony of how Jesus Christ transformed her life. And then she says, that's why I'm doing this on healing through Christian prayer. And then she introduced me. Well, when she got up, because all the kids, you know, they're laughing, they're carrying on because they've been listening to this whole stuff on herbology. Well, when she got up and said, you're all a bunch of hypocrites, they all slid forward and leaned their arms on those metal rails in front of them and were just right here the whole time she was talking. They were still there when I got up. And what I did was I took 20 minutes and I presented on the, the history of God's healing power. Starting with Moses, when God said, none of these diseases will come upon you. I went through the prophets. I went through the life of the Lord Jesus Christ and through the apostles and then down through Christian history, how miracles and signs and wonders and doctrine. Then I shared my testimony of how God, when I had been uh, seen four, uh, 11 specialists in four years and had been diagnosed that I would be an invalid the rest of my life. From the time I was 21 years old, I would be an invalid the rest of my life. And almighty God, I had medical documentation that God healed me of a disease that to this day, there's no cure. And I shared that. And, and, and they're just right there. And they're, I mean, they're engaged and I'm having fun. So I spoke for 20 minutes. And then I said, and I, I just got this. I knew Holy Spirit was talking. I said, so who would like to be a part of a demonstration of healing through Christian prayer. Zip, the whole class slid back. <laughs> and I waited. And I waited. And I said, silence doesn't bother me. Who would like to be a part? First of son goes, okay, I will. And I can tell, he did, he did, I will. You know, and he comes down. And he goes, I've been battling a cold now for days. And he can just tell. He, he didn't. And so I anointed him with oil, laid hands on him, prayed for him in the name of Jesus. He goes, wow, that works. God healed him. And the guy goes, I will. So he came down. And I prayed for him. And he goes, man, it does work. And I, I will. And then that came down. There are four people that came down. And God healed every one of them just like that. Well, by the time I prayed for the fourth one, there's... there's this person over this corner, I hadn't really noticed them. But they're over there going, don't leave me out. Don't leave, pray for me. Don't leave me out. Pray for me. And so I look. And it's a guy. He's sitting on the end chair. And he's got his leg. And it's in a, it's in a full leg cast. And he goes, pray for me. I want healing. I went, okay. So I went over there. I prayed for him. And as I'm praying for him, he's going, man, it's getting hot. Oh, it's getting hot. Whoa, my leg is really hot. You know, and I just knew God was touching him. Now, two things that I didn't know. He was the star soccer player for the Gooey Ducks. 
wouldn't you love to go to the university and the gooey duck is their <laughs> mascot? Just say it, just say it. Anyway, he was the leading soccer player, star soccer player. And he had blown his knee out that week in a soccer game. And, and it had, the next day he came back to the campus, no cast, his leg completely healed. Man, that campus was a bug. It was a bug. Yeah. Now, I got to tell you, doesn't that sound just like what Jesus said? Read it with me, would you please? John 14, 12, starting right here. Everyone out loud. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me will do the works that I do also. And he will do greater works than these because I'm going to my Father. Come on. Come on. That's what he means. That's what he means. But that's only possible by the power of the Holy Spirit in a person's life. I wasn't doing all that stuff. Holy Spirit was. Holy Spirit was. I just simply was willing to be a a vessel, a channel, through whom Holy Spirit could do the work of Almighty God. But folks, it's not because I'm a preacher that I can do that. By the way, I really don't like being called a preacher. I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. I shepherd people. Yeah, I know. I preach. But that's what I do. That's not who I am. But I am a pastor. I am a shepherd of people. And my greatest joy is to equip you so that you can watch God work through your life. He not only wants to touch your life and fill your life, he wants to touch others and fill them through you. Through you. See, this says, he who believes. It doesn't say he who is a preacher. How many here believe? Now nobody will raise their hand. <laughs> okay, come on, give up, up high. If you believe, look at, look. Now, come on, keep them up. Think one moment. Just think for one moment. What could happen in 30 days if everyone with their hand raised truly believed and would let God work through you? Amen. Amen. Come on. You're going to get that opportunity in October. Because October 15th is not only the day we're going to double services. That's going to be Friends Day. Where every one of us is going to bring a friend. We're going to watch God do miracles. Now, in the the weeks coming, you're going to hear more about that. And you're going to get the the tools to help you do what we're talking about. Dear ones, listen, I am asking God that that day alone, we will see 20 to 30 people come to salvation. Just that day alone. Come on, guys. Win our city. Win our city. But listen, it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. That means we've got to have empowered people that have the power of Almighty God. Go ahead and go to the next slide for me. There we go. Would you please read this with me? God never intended his church to operate without the Pentecostal power. One more time. 
God never intended his church to operate without the Pentecostal power. Never meant it. He birthed his church in Pentecostal power. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. That's how the church was born. It was born in Pentecostal power. And just two chapters later, the religious leaders have Peter and John in there. And listen, they said, you, you are turning our city upside down and filling it with the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Yes! Come on, amen? When the, when the gospel went to the Gentiles for the first time, they were born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit and they spoke in other tongues. God went to the Gentiles the same way he birthed his church in the first place. Wow. And last week I went through the history of the church with you and showed you how that throughout history, God's church was Pentecostal. But that's not enough. I'm wrapping this up with this. Listen closely. It is not enough to look back and point back to Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, 1896, the birth of our movement, Pentecostal outpouring, Azusa Street, 1906. It's not enough to point back to the charismatic renewal and the Jesus people. That's not enough. That's not enough, folks. Listen, come on. In in case you didn't know that, the the charismatic renewal has been over for 30 years. We had an incredible outpouring of God in, in 1994 that absolutely was just another... Pentecostal outpouring at our church in Milwaukee. <clears throat> and it was awesome. But you know what? That was what? Let me think. 23 years ago. And I'm going to be happy with that? Oh, I can't. Because the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit is happening right now. All around the world, the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit is happening right now. And can I tell you, the only place it's not happening is Western Europe and North America. Except there's this crazy bald-headed pastor in this town called Hermiston in Oregon that's the hub of the Pacific Northwest. Has anybody noticed on the map, we are the hub of the Pacific Northwest? Everything goes through here. I don't think that's a coincidence. And I want you to know, I'm crazy enough to say, you know what, maybe it's not happening anywhere else in North America. It's going to happen in Hermiston, Oregon. Here, right here. Might as well. Come on. If God can choose the mountains of North Carolina and Tennessee and pour out his Holy Spirit in 1896 on some folks that were just passionately seeking him, if he can pick a, a black preacher in, a, in this tiny little building on Azusa Street in L.A. and change the world from there, yeah, that's right. 
that's right. I am the Lord God, I change not. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, does that mean God could do something here and change the Pacific Northwest, change America, starting here, starting from right here? Why not? Why not? Why not right here? Why not say, God, we're going to have a Pentecostal revival and outpouring. Modern day. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's probably not going to look like the charismatic renewal. Probably not going to look like Jesus' people. Probably not going to look like Acts chapter 2 or Acts chapter 10. Probably not going to look like 1896 or 1906. Probably not going to look like any of that. Because you know what? This is a new day, right? Postmodern, post-Christian America takes a work of God that is specifically designed for that time and that season right now today and my word is okay God just do what it's going to take and it's going to take these things go to the next slide say them with me real quickly and then I'm going to have you stand for prayer it's going to take the baptism of the Holy Spirit folks we got to have people getting baptized in the Holy Spirit now without shame without embarrassment no apologies. I absolutely believe that it is the scriptural evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that you speak in other tongues. So when I say the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm including speaking in tongues. It's okay. That's who we are. That's what we teach. That's what we believe. I don't put it in a closet. I don't apologize for it. I speak in tongues. When I'm with my non-Pentecostal brothers and sisters, I don't shame them or embarrass them. I don't force it on them. And when I pray with them, I don't pray in tongues out loud around them because I don't want to, to embarrass them that way or make them feel like I think I am super spiritual. Amen. Come on, amen? amen. I can pray in tongues. And I, in fact, quite often when I'm walking up and down the store in Safeway and in other places, I may be praying in tongues. It's just you're not hearing me do it, but I'm praying that. There are people I walk by and go, oh my Jesus, they need it right now. And I start praying for them. Come on. Amen? But don't apologize. And folks get hungry for it. That's the next thing. You got to hunger and thirst. Jesus said that if you hunger and thirst... Here's the next one. You got to have a holy heart. Got to quit playing with sin. Church, we will not have the power and the baptism of the Holy Spirit like they've had it historically if we don't stop playing with sin. You can't hook up on Friday night and Saturday night and then come here on Sunday and sing the songs of the Lord and have the power of God. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. If that's offending you, good. Because I want Holy Ghost to convict your heart deeply that you got to quit playing with sin. You can't go look at pornography and then come and walk in power. You, you just can't, dear ones. You can't. You cannot fill your mind with crazy level of violence and then come and have freedom in your spirit. We got to quit playing with sin. Yes. Come on, church. Amen? Yeah. Because we want 
God manifested in our midst. We want to change our city. And we got to have the power of the Holy Spirit to change our city. We can't do it with human wisdom, with human energy, with human counseling, with human medicine only. We've got to have the power of Almighty God that comes by Holy Spirit. Here's the last one. We got to wait on him with thanksgiving and worship. Would you stand with me, please? Pastor, why are you pressing this so much? One reason. With all my heart, I truly believe we are so close to the coming of Jesus, we can't measure it. And we got to finish strong. Come on, the church in America has been a wimp for years. That's why America has gone the direction. America would have never gone post-Christian if the church had been what the church was supposed to be. Then she hadn't been. And the reason she hasn't been is because we've been playing in sin and we've put Holy Spirit in the closet. We don't want open demonstration of the Holy Spirit in our public services because it might offend somebody. I want to tell you something. I, I have watched God work... I've been doing this, as I shared with you a couple weeks ago, for 47 years. And I've never made an apology for open demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what I've had happen. I've had people come to me and go, man, that was really weird. What was going on? And I got to tell them. And they went, really? Cool. Will God do it again? I said, I hope so. <laughs> you know? And I've had, I've had others. We had a lady in one of our Sunday night services. We were doing a church plant in a suburb of Toronto, Canada. And this lady was in our church service for the very first time. And we had a tongue and interpretation. And this lady came to me after service. And she said, Pastor, when did you learn to speak Welsh? I said, I've never spoke Welsh in my life. She said, well, yeah, you did. Tonight. You, you, you spoke in Welsh. I said, no, I've, I've never spoken Welsh in my life. She said, well, it's funny because that lady over there said the same thing. And what had happened was she had given a tongue interpret, and, and I gave the interpretation. And apparently it was in Welch. <laughs> and this lady was standing in the same row the lady that gave the tongue was in. And she began crying because she had not heard Welch since she was a little girl and grew up in her home. Her, her, she came from a Welch family. And she said, you interpreted it perfectly word for word. And the lady gave her life to Jesus Christ that night because she saw a demonstration. Of the, didn't I read that somewhere in the Bible? I think I read that somewhere in the Bible. Folks, we, 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 we've got to bring the Holy Spirit back out and give him full liberty to work and move. Because we don't have a lot of time and we've got to win our city for the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are people that need healing. There are people that need deliverance. There are people that need life transformation. And the only hope they have is in the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to change them. It's the only hope they have. And the only ones that have that are you and me and other believers in this city that are spirit-filled. Come on, church. Let's win our city for Jesus Christ. Amen. We are so blessed that you join us online today. For more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 
or email us at info at winacity.com.